Hey friend, and welcome back to the Alex Makes VR podcast. Today is episode number three of my series, How to Make a Virtual Reality Film, where we are talking about all of the steps that go into making a virtual reality film. Go figure. (laughs) In today's episode, we're kind of building on from last week. Last week, we talked about how to come up with ideas for VR projects and how to know if your idea is suitable for VR. And in this week, we're going to talk about how you turn that idea into something tangible. How do you start to flesh out that idea and come up with a fully fledged story? What's the next step? You've got an idea. What's next in the process? So we'll talk about all of that in today's episode. Before we dive into that, though, if you have any questions that come up during this process, I've had loads of people reach out already. It's been phenomenal hearing from you guys. If you've got any specific questions about the topic of making a VR film, I would love to hear from you. You can reach out to me on any social media platform. It's Alex Makes VR. And you can also sign up to my newsletter. I send out newsletters every Monday with tips and tricks on how to create virtual reality projects and also how to build a business or a career in this industry to sustain yourself while you're making your projects. So if you want to sign up for that, you can do so at alexmakesvr.com. So you've got your idea. It's been plaguing you all week or you've just thought of it this morning, but you are so inspired by this idea that you want to get it out of your head and onto paper. What's the next step? How do you start to flesh that idea out? Now, this step is going to be slightly different for everyone. People are going to have their own different ways of approaching this. You could be the kind of person that has so much clarity and so much detail in your head of what this idea is that you could go straight to script writing you could literally just flesh out a first draft and work from there. If you're that kind of person, fantastic, go for it. I'm absolutely not that kind of person. (laughs) I need way more detail. I need to flesh out all the individual scenes. I need to really work on the overview of the story before I can dive in to have that kind of granular detail and dialogue added to a scene. So what I would suggest you do, once you've got your idea, the key thing is to think about who are the key characters in this story. Now, most of you listening, uh, if you're in the same position as me, you will be making a short film because there isn't really that many long VR films at the moment. The longest is kind of 40 minutes. And even that is quite long for a passive VR experience. Most VR films are between 10 and 20 minutes if they aren't interactive or, you know, a game that you can um, play. If If you're creating a passive VR film, which is what we're talking about in this series, then you're most likely making a short film. And if you're making a short film, you want to keep your characters to a minimum, okay? Because you don't have a lot of time to build rapport between characters, You don't have a lot of time to flesh out story and backstory, which is what kind of connects you to characters. So really keep your characters to a minimum. For me, that's always been kind of one or two. So I always have like the main character that you are usually in the shoes of, that you are kind of seeing the the point of view of, and one other character that acts as 
a bit of a narrative device to help steer the story, but also kind of helps us establish um, who we are as a person, because you can't really, unless you're going to do the whole thing through voiceover, it's quite difficult to get to know who your main character is without another character to be kind of asking those questions or, um, you know, that other, that other character's personality shows or sheds light on parts of your main character's personality. So for me, I always generally have two main characters. But you could you can do what you want. Obviously, this is just my personal preference. Um, but I would definitely start by writing out who those characters are and flesh them out, flesh them out and make them three dimensional. Just because you've got a short space of time to communicate a story idea doesn't mean that you can't take the time to understand who your characters are. For me, I really like to think about in depth, like who those characters are, like stupid things like, you know, what kind of accounts would they follow on Instagram? <laughs> what would their YouTube recommended feed look like? Stuff like that, because that to me really helps me when it comes to getting in the head of that character and writing from their point of view and the kind of dialogue that they would say. Uh, usually those characters are based very loosely on people that I know or they are taken from uh, maybe influencers or people that I consume a lot of content of so that so that I've got a frame of reference basically but again you do what you want but I would definitely suggest jumping in from the I've got an idea in my head the next step I would dive into is who are the main characters and the next step is well, it's either what does this world look like? So if you're setting it in a parallel universe or a futuristic dystopia like I do or like I am doing with bad news or if it's a period piece that is set in a different time, um, be sure to have a think about that and have a think about how that location, that world that you're setting it, how that is going to affect the story. You know, it, are there different rules for this world? If it's a if it's a fantasy or a sci-fi or um, something that is so far from our reality, like what are the rules of this universe? What are the rules of this world that you could dive into? Details that you could potentially bring up in the um, in the script to kind of flesh out what this world looks like. And then the most important step, and this is really the main step between coming up with the idea and fleshing out the first draft of the script. The main step is coming up with your story structure. Now, for me, with bad news, I knew instantly what I wanted the storyline to be. I knew in my head what I wanted some of the scenes to be, and I knew what I wanted the piece to end on. I knew what we were building to. And I'm, I'm not going to say it uh, on this podcast, not at least um, not at least in this episode. Maybe I will in future episodes because it is almost not the twist. It's not really a twist, but it is kind of like the climax of the piece. I knew what I wanted that scene to look like. I knew what the what would happen in that scene. I could even think I could hear in my head like what some of that dialogue might even sound like. So from there, I basically knew where I wanted to get to. I just didn't know how I was going to get there. 
So what I did was sat down with Rebecca, who is my co-writer on Bad News, and we fleshed out scene for scene what was going to happen in every scene. And bear in mind, you know whether you've got 10, 15, 20 minutes to do this in. You know roughly if you're going to spend you know, anywhere from 10 seconds to a minute per scene. And bear in mind, you don't necessarily want really, really, really short scenes in VR because it can be quite disorientating if you're like cutting really fast between scenes, just from from personal kind of anecdotal um, experience, seeing those kind of films and showing films to many audiences so you want to think about like say for example you know most of my scenes I think are between kind of 20 seconds some of them are short because there are a couple of montage bits but um, most of them are quite long because there's like prolonged bits of dialogue between two characters so um, I can pinpoint okay I need like three landmark scenes that are going to be kind of checking in with our main character, propelling the story forward by checking in with like what she's doing and like her evolution as the story is going on. So we're probably going to have, you know, three scenes like that. And then bam, the climax is going to be this. And in between there, I want to build out the details of like her job, where her head's at, how she's... um acclimatizing to this new job that she's got uh and so that's when I start to think about okay these scenes these scenes would would kind of go between those two first landmark scenes so we go from you know meeting the character being introduced to her we understand that there's kind of a problem um that we're going to we're going that's going to be revealed later in the script and between that scene and the middle scene where it's all kind of coming to a bit of a climax. I need to populate with, you know, certain scenes that give us a bit of comic relief, but also give us context to not only us as a main character, but the world that we've built. So what do those scenes look like? And I start to flesh them out. And for me, I love to add a little bit of like dark comedy in there. So I know I want, you know, a scene that involves a certain kind of person or a certain kind of interaction um, something that would be quite funny just to kind of lighten things up before you pow <laughs> with the drama. So once I've kind of done that and once you've done that with your idea, what you'll have is you'll have a kind of bit of an overview of not only what your story looks like and what the main story beats are, but you've also got a good idea of what those scenes look like. And that's really helpful. It's really helpful to have that because... If you are an independent producer, if you are going to be creating this yourself, if you're not going to go after money, if you're not going to pitch for for private money or for um, grants or anything like that, um, you will have a good idea at this point what's realistic. You will know, and this is what I love to do, even when I'm pitching for money, I like to think if I, if I couldn't get money, you know, how could I make this scene doable on a budget? So although I might want a populated, you know, an overly populated pub for this scene, what do I have access to? Well, actually, I do have access to a local microbrewery that I'm, that I'm mates with. I could probably use that worst come to worst. COVID, probably not going to allow me to kind of, 
you know, budget wise, probably not going to allow me to to have loads of people in this pub. But how could I write that scene that it would work if I didn't have money? That I could set it there. What else do I have access to? Well, you know, and there are people that will tell you not to not to kind of pare down your idea um, and think about budget at this stage. But I think those people are idiots and I think that they are living in a fantasy world where they get a golden goose to lay an egg for them every time they shit out an idea. And that's probably not going to be 99% of you listening to this, unfortunately. And it's not me. Um, I know that this piece that I'm talking about, Bad News, is funded, but 99% of the work that I've done um, previously has not had funding or if it has had funding it's like a very minuscule amount um but yeah so I would always write from the point of view of if I didn't have money how could I make this happen what locations are going to be feasible what's going to be practical so whilst you can flesh out your story structure exactly how you want it and exactly how you envision it if money wasn't an issue Definitely if you're an indie producer who wants to make this regardless and you don't want to wait around for years to try and find money, definitely have an idea in your head of how you could shape those scenes without money. You know, who could you use? What props do you have? What locations do you have access to? All of that kind of good stuff that's going to allow you to get to, um, you know, make this piece regardless of whether you get uh, investors or not. So that's kind of it. Once you've gone through that process, you've fleshed out your characters, you've fleshed out your world and the details of that world, and you've started to flesh out what those scenes look like, the story structure, what are the main beats. And I can't remember whether I've mentioned this already, but if you haven't read something like Save the Cat, which is a popular screenwriting book, or if you haven't read about the hero's journey, if you don't know what either of those are definitely go google them go watch a youtube review if you don't want to buy them or um, the hero's journey there's loads of information um, about that available online and that gives you a good idea of just basic story structure for short films it's really important that you don't try and pack in too much Um, and i think this is probably where we get into the territory of like conceptual VR films being very popular um you'll notice that and I did a whole episode about this um, the other week about how VR films aren't actually that popular with film festivals surprisingly and what I mean by that I mean a lot of the work being shown is more kind of abstract visual arts like concept heavy projects rather than character driven scripted stories and that is probably because it's really expensive to, to be able to have a fully fleshed out story. And actually, with most short films, you are kind of exploring an idea because you don't really have that much time to build a rapport or, um, you know, establish a connection with a character. You're really exploring one idea and you're doing that through um, a scripted kind of exchange, I guess, um, between characters is the kind of nice way to put it, I guess. But we are definitely lacking in story-based content. The kind of thing that the average person would like to watch, the kind of thing that you would see on Netflix, the kind of thing you would watch, you know, on Amazon Prime, like just good old-fashioned stories. Um, And I don't mean that to throw any kind of shade at creators working in in this field because there are phenomenal 
people working and phenomenal pieces being created. But there's not a lot of this kind of content and it probably is down to the lack of budgets. But I really believe that if you can have a good idea of your story structure, if you've got a good idea um, how you want the story to end up, you know what you want the climax to be, you know what the point of the piece is, and you spend a bit of time fleshing out your characters, really focusing in on one or two characters, that's it for a short film, um, you're really going to be off to a great, great start. So once you've fleshed out those scenes, then you can start to think about, you know, you can start to drill down into those scenes. What specifically is happening in those scenes? And this is where you can almost start to flesh out your script without script writing. Like, um, not so much for my original pieces, but when I do a lot of corporate kind of drama work, I will literally go through those scenes and write out everything that happens. And the reason I would do that for a corporate drama, and, and I haven't, necessarily historically done it for uh, original entertainment based pieces is because I need before I go and put pen to paper before I go and slog my guts off (laughs) over uh, a script I need the person paying for it to um, okay everything that's happening in that scene because I don't want to go and write 10 pages if I've missed some details and actually thinking about it out loud it's really translatable to what I'm talking about with fleshing out an idea by writing out everything that happens in a scene you know so for example um, a scene uh, in, in bad news Oh, it's so difficult to know like how much detail to give away. But okay, let me tell you about like one particular scene in Bad News, which is not particularly a, a, a pivotal scene. It's just one of the many scenes. Um, but you've got um, uh, Tessa, the main character, is delivering some bad news to just a bit of a skeezball dude that's being fired from his job. And so what I would do in that scene is I would write down, you know, This scene involves Tessa and Jared. Jared is this, you know, he's this kind of man. He's going to be played by this kind of person. And in this scene, we are showing this. So we are showing that Tessa is uncomfortable. This is her first time on the job. She like fumbles her words. She doesn't really fire him very well. He kind of gets a bit confused as to whether she's hitting on him or whether she he's being fired. Um, and it all kind of goes up in a, in a blaze of glory. And he, we cut to a slow-mo shot of him kind of throwing things around the room whilst we hear her kind of internalizing what's just happened. So that is kind of like the kind of level of detail that I would maybe go into when I'm fleshing out a scene. Because then when it comes to actually writing that script, I've got so much to go on already. I've, got, I've already got an idea in my head of what that looks like. I've already got an idea of what the location is. I almost know what some of the camera work is. I've got the descriptive stuff down. It's just now adding the dialogue to that scene. So that could be really helpful. I'm going to cut this episode here because there's so much more we could talk about, but I feel like it's all going to start bleeding into the next episode, uh, which will be about kind of the script writing process. So I'm going to leave it here. If you found this helpful um, or useful information, I would love to hear from you. Uh, you can share the episode by taking a screenshot of it right now on the podcast platform you're listening to and sharing it on social media and tag me because that lets me know that you're enjoying the episode. It helps get the word out. And if you want to DM me and let me know any of your thoughts on any of this, I would also love to hear from you. Alex Makes VR on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And that's it. I will speak to you next week, my friend. Have a great day.